Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What it is, you know what it is, it's Tyrus. I decided to put out one of our favorite past episodes this week for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Enough said. What it is, welcome to the wise men. Uh, And before we start, uh, just so everybody knows, um, I'm sure everybody knows by now, but uh, Trevor beat me at 74, so let's just get that out of the way. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a very hard-fought fight. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I had I a do. chance to lay your ass out for a month, but my damn kids were in the front row, and they looked at me, and I just <laughs> put the damn bell down, and then uh, you rung my bell, and uh, next thing I know, I'm shaking your f-ing hand, and uh, you're – Yes, you know, bro. but it's a, yes. hey, hey, uh, no, he, he was the better man that night. Out. He was the better man that night. Um, and uh, he got Let the me, job done, and I didn't. And uh, uh, no respect, uh, all respect no, no, given. No, no, no. And uh, but yes. I, I will be back. We'll figure it out. But well, congratulations, uh, sold out you. crowd. Uh, yes, we, we did. Yep. We we sold that out, bro. We did. Like, uh, it was. It was you know, uh, Nick, wherever you're at, uh, in your little hole crying, looks like there were <laughs> looks like there were tickets in my book, after all. Um, so you know, not that I'm the guy that has to be that way, but I am that way. So you know, you run your mouth. Eventually, you know, most people would apologize. But again, it's not about that individual because not everybody can be a wise man. But um, you know, but it can was. I uh, say something? Oh, go can right I ahead, champ. Something? You can say whatever please, you want. Please. I want, on a serious note, I wanted to tell you thank you on how serious you took this whole thing. As soon as you realized, as soon as you went, realized that you were going to wrestle me for the heavyweight title, bro, you went into another gear and worked your ass off. And they're still continuing to work your ass off. And for, for me, that was a huge sign of respect. Um, not only for you to be ready, but for you to be prepared for what's ahead. And I appreciate that, man. So I want to let you know that, you know, thank you for, for bringing 100%. You definitely represented, and I hope you are proud of the work we did there because um, you should be. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, like I said, it ain't over. You ain't out of it yet. You know, I got <laughs> right. No, I know. I know. <clears throat> but I know. Um, there was a lot of surprises that night. Uh, a Rye. Kevin yes. made yes, his return yes, to a wrestling Kevin locker room. Kyle. Yes, sir. And, uh. and very grateful that, that, you know, you guys would have me there and I was honored. And, uh, you know, I saw that main event. I was about 30 feet from it. Right. The whole time. And, and it was good. It was, it was, you know, a very aggressive. Are y'all okay now though? I mean, that, that's the question. You guys good? Have y'all squashed it? I mean, other than, you know, a little bit of a bruised ego and feelings, but you know, I, okay. I, I, uh, I got my ass right back into the gym. Uh, I went right back yeah. to work, uh, you know. Well, and... you were 
I saw you a little bit of a shake. I know there was, yeah, there was, a, that's right. I remember. Yeah. That. Doing push-ups on my back. Doing push-ups on my back. back. Let's, let's, I didn't forget that. I watched the match. I couldn't see yeah, it at well, the time. Well, if, if you would rather Tyrus trade, like, if oh. you would, I would happily trade two bulldogs on your neck uh, for yeah, two Trevor, for the, push-ups. He did the same. Yeah, he did the same thing to you in the match that he was doing in the gym. I saw. Yes. He, he he obviously was I, I couldn't miss enough. that part. Yeah. You know, he and, was uh, very proud of himself. Like, he, like he took a second and he went, ha-ha. And then right. three or four push-ups, looking at the camera and smiling the whole time. That's uh, when I think things went out. control of the match at that point. Yeah, yeah I, I was in yeah. control, and uh, like I said, it was it was physical, and uh, like I, uh, you know, uh, everybody slept real good that night <laughs> as long as we didn't roll yes. over. And uh, Aaron, you, you know had an event, you had an eventful night. So much for retirement. Well, you know what? I've been um, kind of called to managing, but like one of the things I wanted, you know, and. and um, to comment on that because I did get to see a lot of that match live. Um, when the two of you guys were going at it, what was really cool to me was like the reactions of the fans in terms of like when you guys would, you know, club each other and you'd smack each other at like the fans reactions as to like, Ooh, ah, you know what I mean? They were really kind of like firsthand seeing like what, like the NWA style is, which is to just, Again, massive individuals, top athletes, just smacking the crap out of each other. And uh, it was really awesome to see the fans kind of appreciate that because that's not something they see in pro wrestling today. And I think with NWA, that's something that you're going to kind of, you know, see every time you go to an NWA show. That was my two cents. That's all. Yeah, I, I saw two guys that were, that were almost brothers, you know, fighting it out out there. Sometimes it's, it, it gets... It gets nastier yeah. when you have a relationship because, right? Uh, you know, and fortunately, once it's once it's over, uh, you know, you gotta, and that's where the relationship. Then you really know where the relationship was. And I will, I will give Trevor a lot of credit because he actually, even though he was extremely proud to to retain his championship, he was the first one to console me in the back. So that, um, you know, because it was tough. Uh, you know, my uh, my children were there. My my children's grandfather was there, uh, Haku, and and you know, it was just one of those things where uh, it was a, it was a it was a mentally it was a, a tough loss. It was my first loss in the NWA. So you know, not only did I not reach my goal, he also took away my O. So there's two things you can do when you get hit in the mouth: is you can lay around and complain about it, or you can just get back to work. And uh, like I said, I gave me one day. I gave myself one day to kind of mourn about it and. Uh, just kind of being looking back on it and and um, think about what I could do better. I did a lot of film studies, saw some mistakes I made, and then I just got back to the laboratory and started getting back to work because that's all you can do, you know. And um, and same Trevor needs he gets back to the laboratory because he can't if he's if he's just going to sit where he's at and be happy with that victory. Uh, he won't be champion for very long and that's not just not me. I mean, so you know the the standard has been set and guys saw it and. You know, I mean, the thing about the NWA is literally you've got you've got Adonis, you've got Tom, you got Nick Aldis, you got EC3. You know, that's just to name a few. Aaron, whenever he decides that if he's going to be a manager or wrestler, I'm a full time you know, manager now. Then you got your, your your number one client, Rodney Mack. I mean, he's one he's yep. one move away from tapping you out. I mean, he's he's Kratos. walking. Don't forget about yeah, Kratos. Kratos is back. I know Aaron's happy to hear that. Um, We're going to handle that, but you got the I'm pope. a manager now, gentlemen. 
You know, and, and so and then Odinson, Odinson has really stepped up in his singles career. Hell of a showing. So a I, I mean, you look at just just to name a few. Everyone like the top ten in the NWA is stacked, and you could make an argument. You know, uh, I would still argue that I'm still the number one contender, but you know, you could make an argument based off of Nick's performance, uh, Tom's performance, EC3 coming on and just laying waste. Uh, I mean, he smoked Mims. Mims. Mims was number one contender for the yeah. World Television Championship. Yeah. And and I'm, Mims didn't yeah. take a backseat to anyone. I just don't think that he was ready for what EC3 had to offer because EC3's head games are almost stronger than his yeah. ring game. Like, he was in Mims's head uh, before Mims the match started. Mims does all day. All day. Yeah. He you was know. talking to him. You could see, you could see Mims, Mims trying to figure him out. Yeah. And, uh, and then, EC3's another level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, yeah, so plays that mental game. He's, he's yeah, just his mental game is strong. Right? And then and then you mess around, yeah, he's yeah. one of pound for pound, one of the strongest wrestlers in the sport, period. Uh training with him at Hard Knock South. Uh, he doesn't take a backseat to anyone in the gym. So uh that's this the the water is deep and uh, you know, Trevor's gonna have to deal with him coming from all sides. And I'm still the the reigning defending world television championship, so it's not like those guys aren't eyeballing me either. So uh and then of course you got Sion. Um, yeah, you know Jordan. I mean, we got so many different. We're just it's a stacked it's a stacked roster. Uh, well, and if if you remember, Sion's actually holding on to the original Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, the national title used to be if you were national champion, you kind of got to step ahead of everybody as and get an opportunity. Yeah, he can cash it in at any time. And uh, yeah, you know. Not there was a consolation prize, but I was also informed that uh, my injunction that I was trying to get that taken off of the World Television Championship, uh, they informed me that, uh, I, you know, I, I have – it's the same thing with the World Television. So all the single titles, you can cash in for an opportunity. So, uh, you know, uh-huh. I, and I have, I have mixed feelings on that just because of the heritage of the World Television Championship. But it, it is what it is. But, you know uh, – conspicuous by his absence is ego, but I think, I feel like we need to talk about it. Like, uh, he was there, he showed up, uh, it was nice. The wise men were all together. Uh, we were were supposed to take a group photo. The wise men were together. That's right. I remember, I remember ego came up and he actually gave me a hug. Yep. And no one, no one got a photo together. Like, well, it's because, well, because we had the the heel cameraman, you know, the guy was a complete, uh, you know, he was yelling at people. And, and although I believe I, I squashed that, but, so, yeah. Do we talk about that? Now, why not? Or? You know, hey, free country, brother. Uh, so, you know, uh, there was nothing. It was, it was no physical harm done no. or threats of any kind. No. You, I have several witnesses. Um, yes. But he interrupted a meal of food with friends, and you don't do that. So, you know. It, we were mid-conversation. I yeah. well, inter- I'll say it. I'll, I'll put you over because you just we all pop for it. We're sitting there having a meal at the end of the show, like you guys know, and where we're at our most relaxed moment. And Tyrus was in the middle of telling us a story, and we were all very interested in what was going on. And this said photographer decides to walk up to one of the gentlemen at the table and just immediately put his arm around him and take him completely out of the conversation and and just rudely interrupted what was going on. And Tyrus being a man of of, of of don't we don't play that shit. basically called this guy out in front of everybody and he had a little bit of a snowflake attitude like what me why are why are you upset with me not 
seeing the fact that his actions and what he was doing was completely rude. I corrected right. him like a petulant yes. child. Uh, probably the funnest <laughs> part was when I was like, nobody asked you to come over here. You don't interrupt my table. And and he was like, I, I, I don't understand why you don't like me. Um, you're, <laughs> you're, um, you're, uh, you're fine with me. And I said, I didn't ask you. Now leave. And he left the restaurant. And of course, when he left, it was your fault. Yeah. Because he didn't. You know what I mean? And that's the. the yeah. And I, I, I honestly realizing. didn't care. I mean, he was. There was two ways he was leaving. No. His way or my way. And uh, he chose his way. But you're not gonna. He came over. He put his arm around uh, one of the guys Sal. who had a t- Sal who had a tough, tough week. And um, yep. he put his arm around him and was basically f-ing with him and trying to like tell him he had heat or something. And I just put a stop to it because. Again, you do not interrupt a grown-ass man's table when you're having a meal of food with friends on the last night of a TV taping. Uh, there was I just, even beer. There was beer. Yeah, um, yes. You know, I owed Trevor a beer, so I said, hey, I didn't talk to you. Because we, we had five days of TV, so I, I didn't talk. And the last day I said, hey, I got that beer tonight. So uh, we, we decided to break bread because I needed a few days not talking to him uh, for obvious reasons. Understandable. And, um, and, um this guy picked the wrong day to try to be the cool guy in the classroom. Uh, and <laughs> class was dismissed, you know, oh, but, uh, class dismissed. Yep. I don't, I know. I just don't, I don't, you don't, you know, how someone walks over like they're so like, they're so cool and cocky and they're not going to mess with somebody. And I was like, you, first of all, you're the backup cameraman, number one. Um, so, you know, you kind of act like you a team and stuff and he clearly not. So, <laughs> But enough, I digress from that, you know, and again, I apologize. I told you guys I try to be civilized now. I told myself it wasn't going to go there, but he, you know, he, but I did. It was an emotional loop. You know, in all seriousness, it was rude. And like, it was. To me, like, I I kind of like, I'm fascinated by just humans, right? Like, and, and how, what they think is acceptable behavior. And I think generationally now, you're seeing a lot of like basic etiquette go out the window yeah and it's um it's like it's very prevalent when you're in a store uh and there's a younger person and then this isn't all young people but it's it's a more than it used to be to where there is just a complete disregard for basic like etiquette and just hello how are you excuse me excuse me yes excuse me gentlemen you mind if i have a word with sal real quick no it was yeah yeah i'm over I'm so cool. Um, I'm, and he had a little audience watching him. I wonder what they said to him after that. Well, they were all staring back at our table like we were the bad guys. I, I well, none of them looked back at me when I looked. They all got busy. <laughs> one guy one guy started That's fixing right. the table. Like, this table's weak. Oh, look at this leg. We got to get a piece of carbon underneath there. You know, but I'm a nice oh, guy. The, the waiters loved me. The staff loved <laughs> yeah. us. Yes, yes, they did. They, well, they waited on you. us hand and foot. Because and why, Trevor? What did, what did I do? Well, what did I do? What did I do? He did throw down a – he went up to the waiter. He's like, listen, man, if you take care of this table and take care of all of us, at the end of the night, there's a $200 tip waiting for you. There you go. And, and you would have – dude, it was like a like a dog with his ears perked up. He's like, bing. He's like, he, Because oh, he, had been getting, he had been getting yeah. tips all night. You yeah. know, everyone's a superstar in there, and they want superstar service. And uh, and the restaurant, but they treat the the help like like. Shit. Let's just be real. Yep. And I always yep. find I don't I over tip not because I'm like braggadocious because I'm gonna come back. 
And when yep. I come back, that waiter's going to see me, that staff's going to see me and be like, you know what? We'll find a table for him. You know, and, and, and they sure didn't. They did because, the night. Yeah, because we were in this little tiny booth and I looked at it and you saw the look on my face like, oh, this won't do at all. And the waiter came by and I said, hey, can you put those two tables together? He goes, for you, I'll put this entire restaurant together. That is because of we tip and respectful. And there's something. Respect. Uh, there's Respect. something. Yeah. Right there. There's Riley. something cool about that that the rest of a lot of people have just forgot. We'll be back with much more after this. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Well, and they feel almost as if they're like above being respectful to people. And I'm, and this is how I teach my children. I'm raising two young men in my house and I teach them to give respect initially. You give respect right off the top. And if someone doesn't return that respect, then you act accordingly and you treat them accordingly. Yes. But as I so illustrated. <laughs> yep. so, so you, if you start out the gate with respect, you're going to get in my opinion, you're going to get more apt. You're yeah. going to, people are going to be more apt to want to do things for you, talk to you, be nice to you, look out for you. Um, whereas compared to when you're an ass, think you're above people. It just creates that negativity of like, you know, I don't want to do shit for you. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's interesting though, because if you look at, you know, Trevor, your children and then Tyrus's children, right? They are all respectful, polite, and a pleasure to be around. You know what I mean? It's- like you're not, you're not going like, oh no. Cause like there are people in my family that are like that. And I haven't been home in three years because of it, but like the way you guys teach your children. And again, this is just basic kind of like one Oh one upbringing. And uh, I, I just think that's what's missing because the contrast is so apparent because when you're around children that are raised, right. Like both of yours are, and then other children, like there's just such a wide gap in it uh, to me who has really not a lot of patience. Um, uh, it's again, it's like the difference between night and day. So you guys are uh, wonderful parents. And I well, just spent a week at Trevor's house, by the way. What I'd like, what basically is, is I always treat my children just like I treat myself. Act like you've been there before. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Yep. Act like you've been there before. Uh, and you act a fool. I'm going to whoop that ass. Now I haven't had to <laughs> because the fear, and this is Lord Stephen Regal, uh, who is his wrestling career is Hall of Fame, but I always thought his psychology as a parent was uh, phenomenal. He always told me, and this is before uh, I even had children, it was the fear of the spanking that was more powerful than the actual spanking. And uh, he never spanked his children, but the fear of him spanking him of them was enough for them to to fall in line. And now personalities is everything. And, and again, uh, my son... Uh, all I have to do is look at him and be like, I'm disappointed. He'll fall apart. And I think Trevor's uh, boys are kind of like that, too, where he goes, hey, yeah. you know, you know you'd have messed up, right? Now, my daughters are like that. The only one who kind of challenges a little bit is Georgie because of Georgie. Her, her super smart assery. <laughs> but when I give her the look, oh. she she falls in line. So I haven't I, – I, I think maybe in diapers, a pop on the butt is the only thing I think I've ever had to do. But – 
Um, I'm very, uh, very consistent with in public acting a certain way. And, and at home, so it transitions over and my kids, have, they're, they're, they have fun. They do everything else. They get, you know, they, sometimes you got to tell them to cool, calm down. Like um, my, da- my daughter was stomping a mud hole dry into Haku in the ring, uh, took a swing at Billy Corgan, asked anybody else if they wanted some. Uh, the answer was an astounding no. Uh, she put uh, genocide in the ankle lock in the middle of the ring. So she was just having a blast. My son, for whatever reason, is 5'8", but all he wants to do is come off the top rope on his poor, sweet grandfather. So, I mean, they have fun. They're rambunctious just like everybody else. Just that when and when they hit that enough button, you know, it's like, hey, that's it. But also we – it's also how you act too in public. You know, Trevor doesn't act a fool in public. You don't see him – like, yes. You know, whenever you see him in public, he acts a certain way and you practice what you preach. Now, if you're an idiot uh, in public or always on your phone and completely oblivious to what's going on, your children are going to do things for attention. But uh, and I, I'm just I think yep. I'm speaking for us both here. But our kids get it. Our kids are our focus when we're with them. So they don't 100%. need the attention. And we could easily get caught up. You no, know, I could get caught up in the, what is the Tyrus phenom or whatever the hell you want to call it. But uh, when I'm with my kids, I'm dad, you know, and that's yep. it. Uh, the hell with the fame because that comes and goes, but your kids don't. Well, and our goal yeah. is to try to give them, this is all about giving them the life and the parents that we wish we had when we were younger. You know what I mean? And that fame, we know that's going to go away, but our children are ultimately our legacy. Those are, those are the people that are going to carry on our, our, our ideas, who we are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Me and A-Ry are screwed then. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a lot of it has to do with cell phones, right, too, and, and COVID, and nobody's even shaking each other's hands anymore. I mean, we went, we went through two years of, of, you know, being afraid to shake each other's hands. And, I got to be honest. To God that, yeah, that space is over. I kind of right? like the not know. shaking hands thing. I, <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I like yeah. the head nod, you know, or the, or right. the fist pump because yeah. you, no one's getting colds. Because we're not shaking hands. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a, and sometimes I don't, some mother, I just don't want to shake the damn hands, especially like the <laughs> sweaty palm dudes. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. Like, you know, they just wipe their face or something or scratch themselves and they want to shake hands. Man, I don't want to shake your damn hand. You know, or like, they got that pig pen, that pig pen no. look about them. You know, the yeah. smell hits you as they walk yeah. up. You're like, oh, god damn. Like, yeah, son, you didn't put deodorant on today. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Nuts, bro. Nuts. Yeah, man. We're, peace out. Well, and I also hate like the people that, because in wrestling, for those of uh, the, the listeners that are not familiar, there's this weird tradition in wrestling when you see, you go into a locker room, you shake right. everybody's hand and say hi. Right. Yep. Some people take it too and far, it, right? And it's everybody's on- hand. It's yeah. not just like go in there and get comfortable. It's you make your way around and shake every single person's hand. Yeah. Yes. Now, the issue is if a kind of like a, a more established wrestler has been there and are in a conversation with another established wrestler. Right. Like if you walk by, there's that awkward, do I interrupt their conversation to shake hands? And it's just stupid, right? It's so a very awkward space for sure. Yeah. Yep. My thing is, I can say hi, but we don't, and this was pre COVID. Um, we don't right. need to go out of your way and shake hands and walk across the room. There's just no need. Right. And then you get the people that want to pull you in, squeeze your hand a little bit harder than normal and get a little too close <laughs> and like look you in the eye, brother, how are you doing today? It's good to see you. And then like, man, I didn't need to know what you had for lunch. You know, right? It was, like I, I, I'm, I'm fed up. 
Well, yeah, then there's also the like, am I, I don't mean to interrupt you because a lot of guys, they're going over things there and heated conversations, you know, they're, they're big stars. And then, you, right, you're taught to walk in there and it's like, you almost don't want to interrupt them, but you also don't want to get heat on the other side too by not shaking their hand. Well, yes, luckily right? the, the yeah. NWA locker room, if someone came up to me and said, hey, I just saw Kevin Kiley and uh, he didn't shake the boy's hands when he came in, I would tell that person to take two steps back and go themselves like we don't that's not our locker room brother you know we don't we don't negotiate with terrorists so that's that's just not going down bro well and we're all grown-ass adults yeah man man. hey a simple hello is fine make it over right you know you're catching in passing you know what i mean like this isn't or worse that little they try to rub you with the finger let you know they're a worker i i'm i'll find out in the (laughs) ring brother i'll find out in the ring dog yeah you know the little light handshake i'm like hey man yeah and and here's the cold part 90 percent of the time they're not (laughs) they're stiff as hell like where was that damn handshake when you just punched me not you know what i'm saying like so yeah our locker room is is a live and let live locker room and uh we all respect each other, and we rally behind each other, and and I think that's one of the coolest things uh, about the locker room. Uh, unfortunately for Kevin, he had to come in when dear sweet uh, Adonis is talking about the horror stories. Like, oh man, I love Kevin. Man, I remember all this bad stuff, and I was sitting there going, seriously, yep. yeah. he just got here. He just yeah. got here. You want to yep. you want to talk about his dog dying too in his third grade? I mean, want to relive my entire professional wrestling career, professional wrestling career in thirty seconds? I'm yeah, like, oh, that's a lot of him. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Oh, I, I didn't know you were here." It's <laughs> like, why don't <laughs> you get up really and just did. kick? Why don't you just kick him in the nuts too while you're at it, bro? Like, <laughs> let him know his girls having an affair with at least three men, to your knowledge. Like, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's into that. Sorry. No, I mean, but but Adonis doesn't know any better. Like he's just, he's our dear sweet Adonis. You know, he's just he's a genuine cat. Man. Yeah, he like, is salt just of salt of the earth. And he was, I think, he was just one to make sure you're okay. And I said he's he's fine. But uh, next time, try hello. Just putting it out there. Just <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Kevin. Yeah. Oh, hi. Nice uh, hey, long time uh, no see. Hey, <laughs> yeah. So we need now, to just designate G's as like the locker room enforcer, in my opinion. He was the MVP of the pay, of the whole week, I think. In my opinion, yes, I think I think he was. Uh, although I don't have to tell Aaron that, do I? <laughs> Whoop your well, ass! The out of um, you. Yeah, I believe the saying is "run up, get done up." Tyrus, is that? Yeah, correct? you got you got. He put a bow on it. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> your ass woke yeah, up in he, a Bugatti. He, <laughs> <laughs> Easy smack the ever loving piss out of me. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm just gonna own it. To your to and your credit, to, to your credit, I don't think you expected it. I don't think you thought he could hit you that high. I had well, to put my hands on my hips just. Yeah, to get I my saw balance. that. I saw that. That was uh, unfortunately. Uh, he's got a little. He's got a little background for for you know big slaps. So. Uh, I swear yeah. I've seen that same thing yeah. somewhere yeah. on YouTube yeah, between him and a guy named. Uh, no, oh, what? Did I yeah. say that out loud? Yeah, right. Uh, but he's not afraid. He's not afraid <laughs> to throw the slap. Uh, but then again, neither is Trevor. So just putting that out there, Trevor's not afraid to <laughs> oh. ring your ear bell with a slap either. So uh, hey, man, you know he's just, just a moment, man. I'm just Come different. On, where, where I'm from, you slap me, somebody got to go. So you know, it was fat in France. It was if you slapped a guy, next thing you know, you're back to back with pistols. So, well, well, you got him on the body slam too. Oh, I'm saying when he slapped me, yeah, oh, he got yeah. thrown around a little oh. bit. 
He got, oh, I was like, oh, well, this is what we're doing? Okay, well. And, and, and we forget that you snatched up my son. Oh. Who, who scared the piss out of him, and I didn't even get a chance to see it. I caught it in videos. Yeah, I, I snatched him. Because he went to say something sideways to me. Uh, I don't think, and I snatched him up. The only problem was, while the entire audience was terrorized, your son is smiling. <laughs> like, like he, he knows his, I'm not going to do anything his, to him. And he no, was just it's like a defense mechanism. Yeah, he He's just a went smart ass. The best part was I got your youngest son to look up from his game. So that probably well, was the biggest right, right, moment right. was that the other his youngest just looked up like swing away, dog. Swing away. It went right back photo, to this game. There's a photo of you holding Trevor Paul, my wife staring at you, kind of selling it. You know what I mean? She's a little freaked out. And then Cade just got his head buried in the tablet. Yeah, he, oblivious he, to what's going on. And, and I do, I do remember him looking up at you, going, "Huh? Well, well I'm sorry, Bob. You got to do what you got to do. I'm, I'm number one. That's little right. brothers, though. They, they, they never run to the defense of the older brother. Uh, no, no. Oh uh, no! In fact, I saw something um, a couple days ago, quite the contrary, where Cade has a heel <laughs> switch. I mean, he, uh, uh, Trevor little, was. Um, yeah, tell the little, story, please. I play a little rough with my older boy, as as I'm sure you do. With COC. COC's um, heavy-handed. I try to avoid it. Yes. Well, you, you're going to still, though. You ain't going to be able to get away from it. No. So um, with with Trevor Paul, he's quick. I will frog him sometimes in the leg. You know, pop him in the, yep. in the thigh. Where, well, he was being mean to his little brother, and I come in, and little brother stooged him out. He's like, Dad, he's being mean to me. And I was like, you know, I played into it, and I went over there, and I just wrapped out a couple punches on his thigh, frogged him in the leg. Whack, 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 whack. Well, I go to turn around, and Cade decides, like, this is his opportunity. He goes right up to his brother's face and just whack, 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 just punching him, as hard, punching him right in his face as hard as he could. It looked like Rock'em Sock'em Robots because he had both hands, and he just, like, the second Trevor backed out, Cade just ran in there and with both hands was hitting his brother as hard as he could as many times as he could. It had to be pulled here's, off. Here's my chance. Whack, 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 whack. <laughs> and my son, God love him, like he didn't get hot. He's like, holy sh where did that come from? It was amazing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, man. You know, we keep trying to talk about ego. I guess ego's no showing us today. But he, well, maybe he did, he did debut. He he did debut at AEW. Yes. So I feel like, yeah, you know, and then, you know, AEW's, uh, I think, uh, and again, uh, I, Chris Jericho, I think is, uh, you know, always talk about guys passing the torch, but uh, no one's taking the torch from Jericho uh, anytime oh. soon. But I, if I, if I was going to say there was one guy over there that could take the torch from Jericho, it's Moxie. I think uh, uh, Moxie is uh, next level. And, um, to see to see ego Rob debuting roughing up with Moxie in the back, I was like, "Well, hot damn, good for you, kid." So, yeah. you know, he shows up in He's our locker room. He's in there with the top guy, and uh, you know, you could honestly, you ego looked bigger. 
you know. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. no, enough taking away from Moxie because Moxie's tough as nails. I've been in the ring with him, but I was uh, very happy for him. I'm glad, you know, uh, Kevin. Uh, I was glad to see Kevin kind of come back, getting starting his getting his feet wet again. He's training in uh, Florida. That's why he's not in studio with me right now, which I think is phenomenal. And then same thing with Ego. I think the the best cure for a bad wrestling experience in your career or a firing or whatever is to get back in the ring. I, I really believe that's yeah. the only way you kind of exercise those demons. And, yeah. and I'm speaking from personal experience. You know, it would have been if I didn't go back to the NWA, my last televised match would be me taking a knee and saying, I'm not going to do the impact taping. So that's, <laughs> that. that's how uh, I didn't creatively, I, I did not like what, you know, they wanted me to do some, you know, and writers, writers or whatever the hell, but it was like uh, new regime comes in. Uh, I was number one contender at the time. New regime comes in. They want me to uh, put me with some, somebody else and like take him to a nightclub and teach him how to be cool. And I was like, what the hell is that? Uh, not interested. So I was like, I'm out. So, uh, and I was able, because I was at a point in my career where I could make those choices. You know, I wasn't going to, as like Trevor likes to always mention, I was still going to be able to feed my family if I didn't go <laughs> to Impact. So I decided that it wasn't creatively, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And so it was, you know, time for me to move on from Impact. You always want to have a better way of leaving, but that's just, I was I was pretty strong in my convictions at that point. And the last thing I wanted to do was uh, be in a club. So... My bouncing days were behind me, and I was not about to relive them uh, with impact. So that was it. That would have probably been it. I mean, uh, I could have done some indie stuff or whatever. But, you know, I was just content with what was going on in my career and stuff. So when uh, the NWA opportunity came around, I had to like, do I really want the last time I was in a ring um, or last time I was affiliated with a wrestling company would be not, you know, ending it on a sour note? And I thought, if I get back in the ring and I still feel the same, then it will be my last taping. It will be my last show. Uh, and I you think were, that's a good. How many shows were you supposed to come in for? Uh, you know what? They had me there for originally. the for originally. I think it was just a. I think it was just a, a taping and just see how it goes. Uh, there was no promises. It was just you know they they threw me in the fire. I'm wrestling Kratos, my first match. Uh, oh my goodness! So you know, but uh, but uh, first shot from him woke my ass up real quick. And uh, I liked it as much as it, it, as it stung because Kratos is one of the strongest uh, guys in the <laughs> ring. Although people, you know, he'd probably, people say, say about me, but it's not often when you, you snatched hit. me up pretty quick. Yes. Uh, he when he when he hit me, uh, I was like, oh, OK, game on. But it was after that. And again, I physically didn't know where I was at. Pandemic wasn't getting a lot of training in. Uh, I think we're all fat. E even Aaron was fat, but I was already fat before that. My life. Uh, I was already yeah. fat before that, so I guess you could say I was extra fat. And But the strange thing is, like, I've never really lost my pace. I don't know if that was just from training under Bill DeMont for so long. Like, I've always been able to kind of, like, not blow up, you know, because I was able to to grab to pace myself, uh, in a, not in a slow way, but I didn't feel great. Uh, after the first taping, I was glad to get back in it, but by no means was I anywhere close to where I was before the pandemic. And I, I said, man, if I'm going to get back, I got to get, uh, I really got to get back into the basics and get back to training and eating right, and et cetera. So my goal was, and this is the deal I made with myself, 
every TV taping, I have to be down 20 pounds. If I'm not, I'm retiring. So that's what I put on myself. I didn't talk about it, but and I would go in, and it was like I came back, I was 25 pounds down. Then I was in the next taping, I was another 20 pounds down. You know, and then I came into this taping, I was feeling so great. I said, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to change my singlet. I'm going to have a, I'm going to cut my singlet like uh, Nikita Koloff's and Ken Patera's. So if I'm not in shape, I'm going to look horrible, and then I'm going to retire. So I keep raising the bar to push myself to where I feel like I'm not taking up space. Because if you have a name in this industry, you can take up space. They'll book you because you'll have a name. People will come to see you for about eight seconds, but they're already paid their ticket. And once the, oh, there he is, and then when the bell rings, it's like, oh, man, this this is unwatchable. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, to see a a big guy laying on the ground on the mat for 20 minutes, nobody wants to see that. And it's not fair to the young guys coming up that they got to lose their spot or maybe not arise to a spot if if you're not uh, doing holding your end of the bargain. So and, um, you know, you keep raising that bar. And that that has been my plan. I I, kind of see the same thing with Kevin. I see the same thing um, with Darty or. Ego, Robert, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Trevor, you know, you had the uh, same thing with you. Aaron, same thing with you. When you guys mm-hmm. kind of looked at that point where, you know what, I don't know if I'm going to do this anymore. And Aaron, we've talked about a lot, you know, because you, your acting career is starting to take off. Uh, your writing career is starting to grow. What was it that, was it just getting back in the ring that made you guys be like, hey, I need, I still got some, I still got some unfinished business? For me, it was um, like, again, I had had the opportunity to go and uh, like, all right, I'll, I'll check NWA out. Love the studio, love the old school vibe. And I, I was realistically able to get by and people were like, oh, you haven't missed a beat. You haven't missed a beat. And although that may have been true, I think like physically, like I, I can get through a match, not make it look fake. And, you know, you know, you know how it is. But it wasn't until I was wrestling Trevor um, and it was the first or second tapings. And when you're in there with a pro, with someone that you don't have to think for, if that makes sense, when you can just kind of go and, and just go do this, um, something happens in your brain. And, and I think I even said this to you, Trevor, we're like, that's the first time I felt like, oh yeah, this is like, this is what I'm trained to do. This is where I belong. And that yeah. was just being in there with a pro and being able to do it, you know, in front of a live crowd. So that, that for me was the um, kind of like the, the shining moment of like, yeah, I need to do this. Um, yeah. For me, I was just supposed to come in for the one, the one taping like you Tyrus. And I was coming in to do a favor just to try to help get this thing started. And it was that first match and the people going nuts and popping and, you know, coming and go, you know, going up, going down the way, you know, like, 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 a, like a maestro, you know what I mean? And, um, it, it reminded me that I still, you know, still loved doing this and I still had a lot left in the tank. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's con- it's a contact sport. You know, I mean, I, I, pl- I played contact sports my entire life. When I stepped away from it, and I went from football into wrestling for 10, 12 years, I noticed when I stepped away from it, life kind of slowed down, right? I didn't like that. I missed it. You know, it's very therapeutic, right, to be in there and, and, and the contact and, and the athleticism and the sweating and moving, you know what I mean? And, I, I, you know, truth be told, I've been out of it for a while now, about five years, five and a half years. So I was trying to, you know, I need to get myself back in shape, which which I'm doing, right? But I don't want to nobody. I don't want to go out there, you know, embarrass anybody myself, you know. Right. So you gotta respect the business, get get myself in shape, and get back out there. But yeah, 100. percent I mean, when there's 
when when that part of you is removed, it, life slows down a lot, you know, and you miss the adrenaline. I miss the adrenaline. I'm everything. Well, and so, I think um, another yeah. thing too is missing the boys. Absolutely, like, yeah. The, the, the locker room that we have and hanging out and sitting there and just talking about life and sharing yeah. what's going on with us and making fun of whoever we need to make fun of and busting balls and like I that was a huge part of wrestling yeah. for me. Like that was that was half of why I, I love wrestling. Right. And you go into an NWA locker room and at the very beginning you automatically put up your guard because that's what you have to do in every locker room you're in. But you realize you're sitting next to brothers that have the same mentality as you, that have the same goals as you, that want the same positive things as you. And you're like, all right, like, all right, now I've got. And every one of us has been the guy and the other guy and the fired guy, <laughs> you know, you, the uh, the yeah. worst is the other yeah. guy. When you're the when you're the guy when you walk into catering, everyone goes. Oh. <laughs> uh, yep. You sit down, no, it, everyone it suddenly has things. to go over their match. You know uh, yeah. that that they guy. Were both you just one was the worst version. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, <No>. yeah. <laughs> but realistically, right? It's interesting because it is one of those things, and, and I know other people have said like, "Oh, it's like everyone that comes from." you know, that place by that place we're referring to the WWE. It's like, there's this degree of PTSD and I don't get it and this and that, but it's like, until you've been in that system and you've been on the road for 20 days, you know, overseas tours and you have to fly back and do TV and then you go home and you have a day and a half to get your together and fly back out again. Like there is no replicating it. And then yes, like there is a certain kind of bond with people who have just simply been in that environment. Now on the flip side, what I kind of noticed too, um, and people were making comments like our section of the locker room, everyone's welcome to come and sit with us. That's what's really cool about it is that like, yeah, we want if we can help. Other words, I, I guess that's what I'm I'm looking for. If we can help someone, we're all open to it and to like, however we can, lending advice and whatnot. Yeah, I think it's just the only different is is like you know um, we're also don't. Bull- guys i think that sometimes is the worst disservice you can do is if a guy comes up to you and goes how was my match and you say oh it was good and one you didn't watch it or two it wasn't there was a lot of holes in it but you just didn't feel like it so the worst thing you can do is tell a guy he was good and because then he doesn't think oh well i'm good then you know and then sometimes you don't because we all get caught up and we're just regular guys and stuff but you know to certain people uh, you know, someone like Aaron uh, or or Trevor or A. Right, you guys have been to the top of the mountain. So when they see you and you you take an interest in them, they're it's like that's like a big deal. It'd be the same thing for us if you know if Mister Wonderful walked over and said, "Hey, I liked your match, kid," and but there's a couple things here uh, you need to tighten up. We would be ecstatic, you know. So yeah. sometimes yeah. I think because uh, you know because there's also the guys who then the other thing is the other side of it is is there's guys who like because they're around you all the time. All of a sudden, they think they're on that level, you know, and then you'll see like yes. uh, they'll be working a vet and a vet's trying to help them and they'll use catchphrases like, well, everyone else was fine with it. So I'm uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, right. so when I when well, I hear that, the same. Uh, I, yeah. I, I just immediately in my brain, there was a little there's a little box called F- that guy uh, and he gets a uh, hey, you see my match? Good match. You know, because it's a waste of time, you know, and so we don't we don't waste our time uh, with know-it-alls and stuff. And again, you got to earn that. 
But you know, when a when a young guy especially comes up to you and asks you, uh, and you, it's just, and but you also remind him it's just my opinion. You know, I don't know it all, but this is what if I was I would try this. If it doesn't work, then do it your way. And I think I think it's in, but you know, because there's also guys who get to a certain level, and then all of a sudden you ask them a question, and they're holier than thou. Like they've never had a bad match in their life, or like every match they had has been, you know, like Jesus is in the stand going, no need to bless this because this is just it. <laughs> you know, none of us. Every match you watch, you'll find something you could have done better. And when you haven't, then you shouldn't wrestle anymore because you, yep. you, there's nothing left to prove. If you have the perfect match, I guarantee you, if you got Bret Hart and he watched, and Bret Hart was probably technically the most accomplished wrestler, he would still find things. Like you get him and Henning in a match, and everyone else would be like, wow, that was Mozart out there. He would, I guarantee you, he would point things out he could have done better. Uh, and that's the type of pro you want to be. You don't want to be a veteran or top guy, whatever the hell you want to call it. You don't want to be the guy who's like everything, like you, you just piss excellence, you know, every morning when you wake up. So, uh, and I, I don't think we have anyone like that in a locker room, honestly, even, <coughs> well, yeah, uh, well, 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 Aaron, yeah. Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> yeah, Aaron. Right. Oh, <laughs> hey, just in time to almost say goodbye, ladies right. and gentlemen, Rob Ego is with us. Big star! Hey! Yep, he... Wait a minute. Number one, I want to apologize. I just went back to work teaching. I just want to know one thing. What happened at NWA 74, Trevor? We already discussed it. Uh, Trevor, I, I, I beat Tyrus. Yeah. Yeah. Throw that out there. I beat but uh, what, what we want to know oh, is what no. happened at AEW, man. Congratulations. Uh, yes, what sir. a cool oh, yes, sight. Yes. What a cool sight it was to seeing you and Moxie warming up with uh, Steven Regal standing there. Uh, you know, you're in there warming up with what, in my opinion, uh, the top guy at AEW. Uh, and that was, that was pretty cool, man. Uh, you know, it was, it was really cool to see that. So um, congratulations. Got that, and, got that um, pay-per-view payday, baby. Yeah, you did. And <laughs> all I want to know, all I want to know is did you cause the fight? Because everyone knows you're an instigator. So did you did you have anything to do with it? Because you're an instigator. I, I, I'm just letting you know I saw nothing. Yeah, but I'll so tell you about it later. You start. You. <laughs> I, I, he started it. You, you see how he, as soon as he came on the show, the first thing he did was try to start oh, stuff. So yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. No. Um, but uh, you know, I don't. It's it's their locker room. They'll figure it out. Uh, I really don't care discussing it. But I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't. Uh, one of our buddies, one of the wise men that quite possibly brought down the locker room, <laughs> which I wouldn't be shocked at all. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, though. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I'm low key. I'm low key. I, I, yeah, I like always. laughing about the drama. I don't. I don't start the drama. I yeah. like laughing about it. Yeah, was he, this yeah. our DX tank moment where we pulled up and yeah, uh, he just, yeah, just wise men just room. showing up? Well, yeah. here the good news is, is, <laughs> right. is hey, just so you know. You have no heat from Trevor because you got to feed your family. <laughs> you got to feed your family, bro. Got to take care of the crew. You and I was like, he do, has bro. a good job with insurance, so I think, I think. Oh, and yeah, hey, congratulations! You got a three-year-old. He also had. It's been a big week for Ego. Uh, oh yeah. Your little girl turned three, so the yeah, fun well, begins birthday. now. Oh, cool! Happy birthday! Yeah, she turned three. She's still mean. She's like the meanest little girl in the world, and I love it. I love every part of her meanness. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we got a big party this weekend. It's gonna be good. It's a good week. It's a good week for the ego. So, uh, how's Mox? Uh, he, so he's doing good. He, man, he was supposed to be on vacation six weeks. We were gonna go fishing. 
now he's back to work. He's not too happy about it. But but he's at his best when he's not happy about it. He uh, that's the one thing that that, that's one of the things that Mox and I have in common is we're really good when we're miserable. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I I always I always his miserable game is strong. I always like that about him. Um, You know uh, his book did very well, so he had a lot of good things going on. Uh, He was. Uh, he was giving me a run for my money in the number one wrestling. I mean, he, he, you know, he did the best he could, but he was solid too. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but That's no, but, wise man right there. yeah, but I, I like the fact seeing a guy who stepped out of the, and honestly, Mox could have stayed at WWE as long as he wanted to. Yeah. And I thought it was cool how he went, uh, he, he took a risk. He went with AEW and, and I don't even think he was probably the plan, you know, but uh, he just outworked everybody. And, I, again, I still think uh, the match of the year over there is him and Jericho. I, I could watch that over and over again And uh, when I talk to Jericho. So the next time you tell Moxie, uh, you see Moxie, please uh, give him my best and, and thank him for the Jericho match. It was, it was fun to watch, we, uh, too. We, that, that weekend we actually talked about you. I said uh, he told me that you guys used to ride together for a while. Yep. And it was uh, – it was a thing. No, like seeing him in his element working, it's uh, it, it's a different beast, the way his mind works. Uh, I enjoyed his match at the pay-per-view. But, uh, but yeah, he's pissed off and he's back at work. And he cut a hell of a promo on uh, Wednesday. And uh, we'll see where it goes. You know what I mean? It's just uh, a lot of negatives into positives over there. I feel. So, yeah, and that's, like I said, that's their business. We, we don't, that's sure. none of ours. We don't care. But. Uh, we just as long as yeah. everyone's okay. But uh, so just so you know, Moxie and I had a hardcore Halloween match at FCW. Oh yeah. So he went for what he thought were tax, but uh, I replaced them with candy corn. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that he spread. He goes to drop the tax because anyone who knows Moxie, you can't have hardcore without yeah. Moxie. And there's candy corn everywhere, and he sees it, and he pops for a second, but he tries to lay me out, and you know, blah blah blah. He ended up, he ended up taking a backdrop on candy corn, and apparently, the, it hurts just as much as tax. So, uh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's Halloween, yeah. of course. Yeah, it was a Halloween, Halloween hardcore match. Uh, but you know, uh, Dude Buster or. Uh, in, in uh, AEW, the best friends, uh, he he yeah. came out as an old lady, and he legit took the entire match time to get in the ring and, as a walker, and he f- gets in the ring and gets hit, and the the finish, then that was the finish. But yeah, no, Mox is one of the one of the fun guys. I liked working him. I, I liked his mindset. He's got a great mind uh, for the business, and he's he's just it doesn't matter if he's the top guy or the bottom guy. His mentality is the same. He's just gonna work his ass off. Uh, and it's infectious, and I can see yeah. why uh, he can be a, a threat to a lot of guys who get comfortable because Mox is never comfortable. He literally he he smokes Punk in, in less than five minutes, wins the you know he's the undisputed champion, and he's still pissed throwing chairs. And I'm like, that's Mox, that's him, that's him in a nutshell. So, yeah. um, and again, I just think it's it's just good for business. You know, we got. Uh, Trevor is a, is a, you got the pure wrestler. Then you have Mox, who's technically there, but emotionally he'll go there. You know, uh, Roman is just settled in. Uh, he's just owning the WWE. So you get a lot of choices. Um, you know, Cesaro uh, with or Claudio with the uh, the ROH Heavyweight Championship. So you just get a lot of 
a lot of choices right now in wrestling, and I think that's cool, man. And I'm I'm happy for everybody. It is. Well, that's how it I should agree. be. Like, remember, there used to be a time where if you didn't like what was going, you could watch another, wait for another match. And yeah, you had something you could enjoy. Uh, whereas for a long time, as wrestling fans, we were handed basically the same cookie cutter situations to the point where they were ran, they were running the same angles with different people and we got we lost interest now the there's business. a variety yeah and I think the golden era right now it, yes it, it's the golden era of wrestling a little bit because there's so much content yeah. out there for a fan to enjoy and if you don't like this then somebody's got something you do like yeah, let's not, you know, in uh, it's a really Heath, special time. It's Heath really is over there time. in Impact, and Impact's making noise. I mean, there's there's a lot, uh, there's a lot going on. It's a great time to be a wrestler, and I think um, times dictate. You know, the one thing about wrestling is we're always there. We don't have an off season, yep. so yep. Uh, you know, you want you need to get a break from reality. You know, every week, uh, you know, we're going to be there, or at least some form of us or another. So I think that in itself is uh, is, is pretty cool. But um, again, ego. Congratulations. Uh, I hope yeah, they, I hope they realize what they got and they and they do big things for you because again, you could have a street fight with Moxie and then you could go fly with any luchador in the building. So uh, you're definitely. I wrestled. Uh, I wrestled that weekend. I wrestled private party. So it was me with two like uh, fast paced flip kids. You know what I mean? It was yep. fun. It was like uh, it was a good little weekend for me. A good payday. I got to hang out with my friends. Uh, got to see Regal again, which was great. And uh, it's one of those things, man, I'm 40 years old. And it, at, the, at, at this point in my life, when I go, I have an I don't care attitude, but I'm still going to give you everything I got and have a great time doing it. Uh, you know what I mean? It's usually and, and still when you learn. do your best work. Yeah. yeah. And you're not so like timid and scared and afraid yeah. to to do whatever. So it was a good weekend for me, and uh, looking for more, man. Just just having a good time. You know what yeah, I mean? We, we got to get your ass over the NWA at some point. We do, yes. Trevor, I'm going to come whoop that ass and take come on, big dog. from you. Come on, big dog. Oh, you get the f- out of here. Got my God. Yeah, oh, you, what'd you expect him to say? Congratulations, Trevor. He's the biggest, he's the biggest, he's the biggest right, right. Sh- disturber in the history of the game. I know. I'm telling you, he threw the chair. He threw the chair. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, tires threw a table, so. Hey, uh, he he said my magic words. I did, because he said... He yes. said unprepared, but he didn't. You, you know, didn't Trevor. Trevor is a lot of things. Okay, he's a uh, lot of things. He's a lot of great Christ. things. But the one uh, thing I would say is that he is not what you would say a uh, a distinguished speaker. His victory speech off the cuff. Yeah, seemed a little seemed a little bit inflammatory. And I heard you weren't prepared. And I flipped uh, that damn table over and said, "Kiss my ass," and walked out. The good news is it scared the entire staff. So I popped yeah. for oh, that. I- was real yeah i was 30 feet from that yeah oh yeah a lot of people got scared you know and uh and you noticed when when you did it like y'all are good today yeah oh yeah we're good oh don't think i didn't sidebar him that night at dinner i said hey man (laughs) yeah i I don't want to bring up old 
but did you happen to call me a bitch when I was leaving? And he was like, oh, uh, that's what uh, I heard. yeah, I was I like, was, I thought I heard moment, it. Bro. I thought maybe, you know, but he he was, quickly, he quickly, because again, that's not one of those things where someone's got to go, you know, uh, yeah, I, bro, you know, I owned it. I owned, he owned it. it. You know, he, he I, said I misunderstood and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Tim Storm it came uh, off complimentary. Right, it did. A right, I understand your communication manager, uh, no, major. I but they get the f- out of here. There's no nice I way to call <laughs> another man no, a bitch. No, no, no. Like, Even like, oh, you son of a bitch. No, no, no. Part of it. No, and if you said my dog, that means I, that means I pee sitting down because what? I'm a bitch. No, doesn't work that way. There's no way to clean it up. Thank you, ego. Is a misunderstanding it. You know what? Now, now it's now thinking about it. It's a little up now that I think about it. And so, so with that, it's game on. Friendship's over. Uh, For more podcasts like this, just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. Ron Simmons in the house, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, hey, this has been the wise man again. Happy birthday to little evil ego. And um, yes. congratulations, because as you know, Trevor beat me in '74. Aaron has oh, no. Aaron has been approved for his manager's license, and yep. Ari will be at a wrestling ring in a theater near hey, and, sometime soon. Somewhere. But hey, yeah, some, hey, yeah. hey, hey, writes itself. Bring back the Varsity Club, man. Bring it back. <laughs> hey, I'll manage it. Yeah, hey, oh, yeah, he'll manage you. I'm trying to come up with something. Here. Hey, varsity I'm, club I'm, means I'm, something. I'm hey. Get myself in shape first, for God's sake. So yeah, yeah, you need to, because we're you, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the barrel chested thing belongs to me and Trevor, and we ain't got room for one more. So, that's right. That's so, right. We're gonna become body guys. Yeah. Don't let it feel. Yeah. Hey, hey, take your time, man. I don't know, five, six years. We'll see you in the ring, kid. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Love you guys, man. Take care until we do this again. Uh, Enough said. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.